After the fact, we're a little early this week. Uh, good old Dave decided he needed go. to take a trip. He had a stress test, and now he needs a vacation uh, from his stress test. So he's leaving <laughs> to go only God knows where. Uh, he just just got back from Mexico, and now his pre-responder paycheck is such that he can afford another <laughs> gallivant. I like to call this around the this world. trip. I like to call the Trail of Tears. Uh, that's probably the first time that's <laughs> yeah, ever been right. coined. Uh, I visit uh, a lot of uh, strip clubs and sex shops all throughout the country. I just call it the, the Trail <laughs> of Tears. So I uh, just I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, should be a, a, a bang up show. <laughs> that's a good good thing. So. You know, both of us have had some uh, health stuff going on. I had a prostate exam today. Did you? And so there I was in the office, nervous, of course. And is this your first prostate exam? By a medical professional? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And uh, I was nervous, and the doc- doctor came in, and I was like sitting there and I was like, well, where do you want me to put my pants? And he said, right over there next to mine. And I, I was a little, <laughs> little disturbed by the answer. Thrown off a little bit, but that's, you know, that's, so either that's, that's a true story about my health situation going on right now, or it's not. And uh, I'd like to keep that a mystery for the, the audience. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my health update. <laughs> what's, health. what's what's yours? I know that everybody's been uh, dying to know what's going on. Right. Pun intended. <clears throat> yes. Uh, so I had my stress test today, and uh, they I, I don't know if you've ever done a stress test. I had to do a stress test before I became a, a copper, um, because they didn't like my heart rate mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So I had to do a stress test. <clears throat> And it was completely fine. I think it was my, the, it was a lower heart rate. So they're like all up in arms about it, but you know, it, it was nothing. And that was like, yeah. what, 20 some years ago anyway. Uh, so I go in there and uh, the guy was super nice. Uh, and I took my pants off too. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's just not, <laughs> this is a stress test. This yeah, is tell not, me about it. It's not Mike's <laughs> office. So, uh, so uh, I, so I stopped masturbating obviously. And, uh, He's like, you know, <laughs> he tells yeah. me, you know, you realize so you were behind glass being observed by scientists. <laughs> like, Wait, I just what did I just wake up from? <laughs> so I'm, you know, it, it, it's like this. It's a small room. And uh, I, I was like, well, can I, I change? I change real quick. And because uh, I didn't know, like, it's been so long. I don't even remember, like, what do they do for these stress tests? I knew it was on a treadmill, but I didn't realize so they, I look at this 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 treadmill. It's like looks like it's from the seventies, you know, and uh, it probably it, is. It, it may be, but it's not like your typical. It's like uh, it's got the the tread part is you know the old uh, hand dryers at like Tiger Stadium, <laughs> like you know, the in cloth. the truck. 
it's <laughs> you just keep you keep pulling the same cloth through and it just yes. kind of dries off a little bit on the inside <laughs> that's what you're running on that's like the, the treadmill material this is really weird <laughs> so uh so i get on this thing and he he says okay so it's in sets of three minutes so the first three minutes obviously going to be pretty slow he's like it's going to be an incline i'm like okay an incline you know whatever this is not like a nor- normal gym incline uh thing this is like a stair stepper man like this yeah, this crazy. thing it gets intense, has some man. it was ridiculous <clears throat> so i'm like okay so uh the first three minutes you know he's you know you try to get my heart rate i mean i can see all my numbers and stuff like that and like okay so i'm i'm, I'm at the first three minutes not a big deal he he says okay we're, we're gonna increase the speed and and the incline i'm like okay no big deal he's inclined you know the incline goes up again I'm like oh well that was something like it it actually was like enough where i was like oh okay uh and uh, it speeds up i'm like okay no big deal you know i can do this and i'm and of course i'm trying to like battle like b- battle myself to see how long i can hang out on this thing you know and uh so six minutes goes by he's like okay it's gonna go up a little bit more we're gonna go to about three and a half miles an hour i'm like okay let's see what this thing's got and so uh he goes up again and now i'm i'm moving pretty good and this is the kind of incline that if you have to have something to hold on to, that's what, yes, that's what I was going to look like. That wasn't even, this was the, before they started inclining when you had to you know, kind of figure it out or that's what, what you look like. <laughs> that's about <laughs> what I was going to look like. Uh, and so this thing really starts taking off and I'm like, okay. And you, seriously, you have to hold on to this, the handle thing. Cause you were going to not make it, man. It's, it's on too much of an incline. And so I get through uh, nine minutes and he's like, okay, we're going to keep pumping it up. I'm like, okay, nine you know? minutes. Yeah. And so he's like, we're Jeez, pumping it up this is I'm like, that's, that's my nightmare. That's too long yeah. to run. So he, he turns it up more. Now the incline is done. They would now. need to put another treadmill behind me with like a zombie. Somebody dressed as a zombie to keep me motivated <laughs> with a to hatchet. run that long. I'd be like, you know what, Doc? Just mark down that I'm dying. I don't, I don't, I don't keep. I don't want to keep. This is over, running. man. I don't even. I don't. Just don't I just don't enjoy it. I'm not well, but lie. now I, I wasn't enjoying it either. But now it's like a thing. I'm like, all right, see, I'm. I'm trying to like actually bring my breathing down. Like, what am I doing? So after nine minutes, they speed it up again, and now this thing's really cooking. Like, there's times I'm I'm running on this thing, and this thing's incline. I feel like this is like a, like a 45 degree incline. I, it's not obviously, but, and. Yep. I get nine, to you made it nine minutes. Oh yeah. You like and four X you four X the doctor's expectations. Dude, <laughs> I made it to 12 minutes. And he's like, You want to go more? I go, No. <laughs> he's like, What's gonna give out? Your heart or your legs? I'm like, my legs at this point, they feel like jello. Like, but so I, I stopped at 12 minutes. So I'm like thinking, how fast was the pace of the, the treadmill? Is it like it normally like when you go to the gym where it's like a a miles per hour or something like or i don't know there's numbers yeah that was like, what, it, what he that's what they turned it up to so like to what i forgot like by be six to nine minutes i was at like 3.3 miles an hour then i think they oh, turned that's it to not four, too bad to it's 4. the incline 1. that'll get you there then i was gonna say it's the incline three kills three you. point anything at a, at a decent incline is gonna yeah gonna rock I, your world i can walk i can walk 3.5 on the treadmill um because i got long legs and i'm sure it's not impossible but you turn it up to 4.1 and then that incline Dude, I was I was huffing pretty good, and so he's like, "You want to go? You want to push it?" I'm like, 
no, I don't think I want to do that anymore. That was I mean, Sarah clearly Kelt saying Sarah said someone would need to put Mike in front of me if I was on it. Does that mean like I would be like the carrot on the stick? Hell yeah. Like that would motivate you to run faster toward me. <laughs> if so, if so, that's a nice compliment. If you're calling yourself a zombie and I'm in front of you, <laughs> then don't go don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the I don't know what the phrase <laughs> means, but well, so either way, <clears throat> this uh yeah, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't horrible. That's an incline that'll kill you, man. <clears throat> but I, he's like, I lasted longer than he says people normally only last six to nine minutes. I'm like, okay, so I lasted 12 minutes. So that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with my heart or my life. I don't, you know, so I that that was the test. It was it took a little bit for my heart rate to get back down again. He gave me a little bit of water, it was delicious, and uh it pretty much <laughs> sent me on my way. <laughs> sent me on my way though. So but that that's my my latest. They're gonna probably they're gonna gotta do a CT scan of my lungs next. I'm sure, because I'm sure nothing happened with this this uh stress test. I'm sure I that was just a way it. to make money. Like, yeah, oh, that we was gotta, just their we gotta, first we gotta tick the box making money. Yeah. <laughs> I made them work for it today. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that well, like I, I gave him something. If so. you guys are still here. Obviously, we still have the tradition on this show that you need to skip to some other part of the show for the real content. Right. Uh, I don't even remember what I titled this thing. Something about the Biden's border is is about to be bonkers. I think that's what I titled this. <laughs> and I do want to talk. We are going to talk about news, local and worldwide. Uh, we're oh, going totally. We're going everywhere today with the news, apparently. But I'm definitely going to we're going to kick off in a second here with with border stuff, because uh, I, some things caught my attention. Let's just say that <laughs> I'm going to try not to go off the rails, but I'm not happy. I'll tell you that. But if you are listening to the show, we are Mike and Dave. If you've never listened, we are the former cop show talking about. <laughs> Mostly non-cop stuff for cops who don't like to talk about cop stuff. Yeah, kind of like that. It's a pretty easy way to explain what the show is at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to cop. So tell your friends. <laughs> they're like, so well, what's it about? What's well, it about? It's about, I don't know, there's like, there's cops. I mean, okay, they're not cops. I mean, they were cops, but they're not really cops anymore. I mean, they really... They're not going to talk about cop stuff. I mean, sometimes they talk about cop stuff. It's, it's not always, you know, sometimes they, you know what? No, they don't really normally talk about cop stuff at all. So I mean, Mike got a prostate exam and Dave Dave's set a new treadmill record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I, what, I did. So that's I identified as a, a woman when I did that. And I think I'm I proud did of you, Dave. That was stunning and brave. Yeah. I think I actually set one of their records as the fem for the females. So yes. yeah. female stress. I knew I couldn't touch the male one. You know, so I, I figured, you know, but I'm no loser. All right. God. Oh, man. There is actually, oh, I saw a blurb that I can't, I can't remember where now. Something along the, the lines, there was an actual study about the increase in prostate cancer among women because of the trans, <laughs> trans women. You've got to be fucking. I hate. Me. I hate you. I hate you all. Oh my um, god! I wish ill upon you, and stop it. <laughs> that's just a. Say. That's a total bummer. 
I, I don't know. I can't remember where I saw it, so I, I can't quote it. And I saw it somewhere. Could be completely made up. I'll I'll, I'll dig around at some point when Dave's on a rant or something. I'll I'll type into the to the world. I, not today. No ramps for me. I already had my stress test. Oh yeah. Well, good for you. Uh, you tell let's me. See. Let's talk. I want to. I want to know. Wait a about second. Where did all my? Thing. Where did this? Where did this come from? Where did this border problem come from? This is the first, first I've heard of, of all, it. First of all, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, all of my tabs like disappeared. Oh, here they are. I, I split this up into different things. Let me see if we can actually hear. Um, let's see. And let it be known, the reason we're we're struggling here is because there's no UPP. And wh- yeah, why is he for the record? He the UPP is not here to hang out with his wife. It's his like, for some anniversary. Yeah. Anniversary. It's probably his. You know what? It's probably a made-up one that his wife made up. Like, by the way, quarter-year anniversary. Well, it it is their made-up one because when they got married, it was during COVID or whatever, and they did a ceremony. But then they never went and turned in any marriage certificate or anything. They didn't get married for like a year and a half or something like that after their wedding. Are you serious? I swear, I went to that fucking thing for no reason. Absolutely. You were a witness to nothing. And that was, was the a, worst. It was, it was a it was a sham day of my life. Yeah, it was a sham. Now looking looking back now, that was literally <laughs> the worst day of my life. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, bamboozled. Got some folks in the chat tonight. I want to thank you all for showing up here. We've got uh, man. Let's see, Sarah. So many good ones. Imperial girl, Bushcrafter, mm-hmm. Will Cray, David J, Shannon O'Brien. Uh, who else? Shout two wheeler. Ryan H, and we've had some super chats, so thank you, Ryan Abernathy, yes. and uh, Hiram Bithidum, another longtime viewer, listener. Thank you, guys. So, again, we we normally are live on Wednesday nights, but Dave is going out of town. Sorry. So we're doing Tuesday night, and then the, the audio will come out uh, when tomorrow or Thursday, whenever the underpaid producer actually gets it done. All right, now let's see if I can make this work. Joyce okay. is great. She hurts her sciatica hurts. Screw Joyce and her hatred for our Spinetti skits. I've been, I'm still, I have a grudge. I'm holding a grudge. I don't blame you, but you do have to be careful. Uh, When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has. uh, When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has. (laughs) So that's the first thing that caught my attention, right? Like it's someone, someone at the white house standing in front of all of us, and expecting that we would believe that we would believe that illegal migration, immigration, has well, did you see decreased by ninety percent? I did watch this. Said yesterday okay. that when it comes to illegal migration, you see it come down by more than ninety percent. Where did that number come from? It was. Because I was CBP speaking. Is telling us the number is. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to answer you. Year so if you, far. if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. Uh, if the dramatics could come down a little What's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about? Okay, I'm. Go- I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with uh, to deal with certain countries. 
uh, on on ways that we can <laughs> limit illegal migration. And we have seen the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than ninety percent. That was what I was speaking to. <laughs> Is she trying to say that they've been working with other countries to bring the recidivism of illegal immigrants who commit crimes in our country? is is down essentially what they're saying then because either that or they're not like put back into our society like what is she actually trying to say a, a, a parolee program i don't i don't know uh president's illegal immigrant parolee and, program. and why is it that you originally said that that's not what you said before no that's you not said, what she said before yeah so why were you trying to to first of all I don't know how you could possibly stand up in front of the world it's the world at that point there's no escaping the press at the white house to say down 90% that anyone is ever in in their wildest dreams going to possibly buy that immigration no matter what president is down 90% but she said it and then when he called her out on it, she changed her tune and then brought up some obscure reference to some obscure program that doesn't even truly exist. Yeah, she that somehow this is, that's what she meant to say. No, no, I meant yeah. the ones that normally use orange Crayola crayons in October between the first and the third. <laughs> that's what I was referring to. That normally get that have been picked up traffic stops in the state of California. It's lower. Yeah half it's new york it's, that's post. how ridiculous that was <laughs> new york post says uh that jean pierre ripped after claiming biden parolee program decreased illegal immigration by 90 percent. white house <laughs> press secretary and this is by jesse o'neill white house press secretary uh karina is how does she pronounce her name karina karina okay, whatever was slammed by critics after boasting Monday about the Biden administration's humanitarian parolee program for asylum seekers from Cuba, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Venezuela. None of them noticed, noticed none of that as Mexico. None of that. As the U.S. preps for a fresh surge of migrants at the southern border, which brings us here. And we're not, we're not going to take a deep dive on the facts about the border. I actually want to like have a conversation about what the, what the fix is, why it's not fixed, what the, what we, what we would offer as a, as a fix, but you've seen the parolee program be so successful. She said during our press briefing, it has, it has, it has. Oh my <laughs> as long God. as she you repeats it enough, say it like three times. when it yeah, comes to illegal it. immigration, you've seen it come down by more than 90%. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president, has taken the program instituted in October for Venezuelans and extended to residents of other three countries has allowed 30,000 asylum seekers who followed the legal application process to be admitted into the U S each month. So basically by letting people stay by just reclassifying them, That's they're saying I mean. that illegal immigration is going down by just reclassifying. Them. Oh, now they're, now they're here. Now they're here legally. So we're going. Our illegal immigration has gone down. It's like you just—that's <laughs> not even I, a thing. Oh, it's a thing at this White House. It's a thing. But they can't. It's not like you can just make somebody a legal citizen. Like, think. So okay. So what? What is the fix? What? What would you suggest? What? What are some of the? And, and this is a true conversation. How yeah. would you try to bring some of this under control? 
the the uh, sigh. I love it. People people do not like my answers. <laughs> I want your answer. <clears throat> All right, I so I legitimately believe that we need to. Uh, it would be cheaper than a wall. We put guard towers. We it may. I, I'm assuming it would be cheaper, right? Because you could you could. That's my assumption. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody that knows more about construction could shed some light on that. But I would set up towers and I would authorize deadly force for anybody that crosses the border at a non-allocated checkpoint. I do believe that we still have to make a way for those seeking asylum to come knocking on the door. Okay? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, whether that's political refugees or whatever. Um, yeah, great. Come knock on the door, right? We have to have a door though. We can't have an open border. So we need to set that up. And then uh, quite honestly, we, we just need, step one is to actually secure the border, right? Building a wall doesn't do that fast enough. We can though, even if we don't have a raised guard shack, we can deploy a border patrol or national guard. We can deploy people across the border that they would be authorized to use deadly force against anyone crossing the border. Hmm. That's it. Like we have to protect our border. And I think that that's a sovereign nation issue. And I think that we, we would not be alone in this world that if I just decide to randomly cross the border into, I don't know, Uzbekistan, do you think I get to live? <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, maybe. But uh, then funnel people that are seeking asylum to the door. They can, they can apply for asylum. They can evaluate that. But we have to secure the border, right? I view the issue as a sinking ship. There's more to it. Just putting up people on the border and just mowing down people crossing the border is only one that that is plugging the hole in the hull. I'm out at sea. I've got to plug the hole in the boat. It's a temporary fix because it's not a long it's not necessarily the right. long term solution, but we have to stop the problem. We're talking about millions and millions of illegal human beings bum rushing our country and it is not good even if even if they are sincere people even if they don't have nefarious intent of which many do because we have many wolves sneaking in with the sheep right so that that's a problem and i'm not saying that most of the millions are evil intent human beings but that doesn't change the fact that we don't have an infrastructure and, a, and a, an appropriate system in place to handle the influx of millions and millions of people who are undocumented and not contributing in the appropriate channels to this society. I think that's an interesting point. Now, this is very, and, and I'm pro this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion from myself um, to all people out there. 
Uh, but but I can also tell you, like, I'm going to I'm going to start it out with this is that this this is uh, liberalism at its finest. It's uh, you have a problem, you exasperate a problem and then you because you don't have a plan to fix it. Right. Like it's like, yeah, but if we do this, then our agenda is solid. And I'm going to use two examples. One, illegal immigration. Uh, the more legal immigrants that you bring in the more apt you are to get votes that will keep you in office. Number two, uh, which they, all electric. Which, uh, I know it's crazy that because they shouldn't be able to vote. Right. But they do. <laughs> they can. They're not citizens. So many times. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, in that, and, and they can at like local levels and everything else. It's I know, in certain I know. states. They absolutely can. They, I don't believe that they can uh, to, in federal elections. But that's not where that's not where business is handled, right? Like it is, yeah. but that's not where business local is where it's at. Yeah, there, there would be there are there there are non-citizens gaining certain rights to vote in certain capacities. Yeah. And absolutely that is, that is a way to tear at the fabric of the whole yeah. thing, which I, I, yeah, I won't I, I want you to get back to what you're saying. It's just that's Mar it's Marxism. That's exactly what you have to do. You have to tear the whole system down. But anyway, yeah. Um, and the second to me would be uh, going to all electric vehicles by 2035, 23. They actually, I think they pushed it back because it was, I think, 2035. It's not 2038. The problem is that, again, there's no infrastructure for it. And you guys know I have a hybrid. Um, but I don't think I would like to buy an all electric car. I mean, some of some people get along and they love it and they have Teslas and they have great charging stations, all that stuff. But the reality is that there's no infrastructure for it. I was listening to a guy who was talking about getting like heavy trucks, like trucks that like normally are powered by diesel power. And the amount of energy for these 30 trucks that they wanted to put in was so much. Uh, that in order to to keep these things going was took so much energy it took twice the amount of energy for these 30 trucks big trucks i don't know if they're tractor trailers or whatever or construction truck whatever each battery weighed 8000 pounds they need two batteries to make these things operate it takes so much power that it it takes twice as much power as it does to even run the factory in the first place. They brought it up to the city, and the city and the electric company laughed at them and said, are you joking me? This is as much power as it takes to practically run the entire city. For these 30 trucks, there's no infrastructure. I could... I, all the stuff people want to talk about, we've talked about this with mine. I can't just go anywhere and charge my car. There's no infrastructure yeah. even for this very basic thing. <clears throat> I can't even go to my place of employment, which is an auto manufacturer, and uh, and charge my my vehicle. It makes like <laughs> the one place that you would think like, yeah, we have some charging stations because this is a thing, and you know, no, you can't. Yeah. It just doesn't well, the, work that the, way. The Not stupid just that, part it takes. Well, it takes two hours, almost two hours, about an hour and 40 minutes for me to, ch to charge my hybrid, which will get me about 20 miles. The power, how much power it sucks is not is completely irrelevant. The idea is I can't just stop in at Big Boy. I don't know why it has to be a big boy, but Elias I can't just brothers. stop it. I can't just stop at Big Boy. And even if there was a charging station and charge my car up and expect that it's even going to be charged by that time anyway, because the technology isn't even there.
but they want it all. I'm not dogging on electric cars or Tesla because I think like I'm all for advancements in technology, man. Like right. making Absolutely. making cars more efficient and all that stuff. That's that's fine, whatever. But the problem is when you they tell you that this is for a, a cause of environmentalism, they're yeah. lying. They're lying, and they know they're lying. Absolutely lying. The, it's an the agenda. Humani- the humanitarian crises that is going on in order to mine the stuff for the batteries is one yeah. problem. And problem two is you're pl- let you're you're plugging in your car to the grid that this uses coal to charge to charge your car. You dumbass. It's true. It absolutely so stop, is stop. true. It's like the whole idea that buying electric or going electric is saving the planet is patently false on its face. So, but okay, I, I'm going to play something. I'm going to try to share the screen because going kind of going back to like the root cause of this, like why illegal immigration, political agenda has been a problem like this for so long. Both sides. Right? Every every election, it's an issue, and I heard something that was so so spot on to me. And let me uh, let me share my screen here again. I wish there was a way to like keep it shared, but it's not, and I don't know why. Well, uh, while you're doing, this- I I'm just gonna say this that I and I don't know when the whole blood diamond thing started coming up like it was a big deal remember like all of a sudden there's yeah. like everyone's aware of blood diamonds uh, I don't know if that was like the greatest secret of the 80s and 90s but I I can tell you this I and I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist but I bet you anything that the amount of of I I bet you anything the same thing is happening in Africa that was happening with this whole blood di- the whole blood diamond expedition yeah. Uh, with cobalt because it it's the exact it's we are it's facing history all over again the exact same thing you can mine this stuff uh we need it the world needs it we can do it cheap we can do it even cheaper than cheap and we can make big profits and how are we going to do that at the people's expense and i guarantee they're keeping that a fucking secret from all of us yep all right listen to this uh this is donald miller he He's actually a liberal, uh, a pretty liberal guy, and he wrote a book ages ago that I that I read and enjoyed called Blue Like Jazz, and that was not like his first big hit. Um, and he wrote another book that I read called Through Painted Deserts, and um, came out of like uh, the Christian culture. But I, I would I don't even know if he describes himself as that anymore. But anyway, he I saw this on his account. And I haven't even seen part two, but part one was like, oh, wow, this makes a lot of sense. So what caused this? Because we are not going to solve the immigration problem until we solve the cause of the problem. So like even me saying put some people in a guard shack and start smoking these fools when they're trying to cross, that's not that's not a solution. I mean, that's a stopgap, maybe, (laughs) but it's not a it's not a real solution. But here we go. I think. 
because we can't get what we want from our political leaders. If 70% of Americans want immigration reform and there's a bill that 70% of Americans like, Congress isn't going to vote for it. And, and there's a couple of reasons why. One is the primary system. 6% of Americans would consider themselves right-wing extremists. 8% of Americans would consider themselves left-wing extremists. So we're at 14%. How does 14% decide for the rest of the country what happens? The primaries. They vote in the primaries. Almost all politicians, left and right, have to get through the primaries in order to get on the ballot. And so they have to move farther and farther to the right or farther and farther left to get onto the ballot. Therefore, the overwhelming majority of Americans don't even have a candidate that they can vote for who doesn't already agree with things they don't disagree with. The reason is most of us don't vote in primaries. I do, but most people don't vote in primaries because you don't know when they are, where to vote. You don't know who's on the ballot because you have kids and you have a job. The 6% of extremists on the right are mostly retired folks. Kids have left the house. They're sitting around watching Fox News, getting their news from Newsmax. The 8% on the left are college students, unmarried, single, and somewhat idealistic. And I don't mean that as a bad thing, but they're somewhat idealistic about how the world should work. And they're not interested in compromise. Those are the two fractions that are basically deciding who governs this country. Now, there's a second reason that we're not getting what we want. And that is America is really frustrated because we can't. All right, we got to get the second reason here. Hold on. There's a second reason that we're not getting what we want, and that is Congress is not incentivized to give us what we want. I was recently with the Democratic operatives, spent six years in the Senate, and there was a bill that the Democrats had drawn up. Their constituents wanted that bill to be passed, major piece of legislation. They had the votes to do it. And in a backroom conversation with Democratic leaders, decided not to pass the bill so that they could run on that issue in the upcoming election. Bingo. I'm not making that up. We're not going to get this done so that we can go out and tell people we're going to get this done. If they did pass legislation on gun reform, if they did pass legislation on abortion, if they did pass legislation that would help the environment, if they did pass all this legislation, Congress would have nothing to run on. So, yeah, yeah you, can see, you can see his liberalism even bleeding through, but the point being is I think he's absolutely right, which is that... Yeah. There's no incentive for Congress to fix problems because then they have nothing to run on. Then they have nothing to keep themselves uh, employed with. So I, I think he's I, I think he's dead on because we we don't we don't take the local elections seriously enough. We don't take the right. process seriously enough about how we build the political system from a local level. Like who are we putting in positions? Uh, of representation at a local level who will go on mayors become governors governors become presidents you know right that kind of a thing we don't pay enough attention at a local level and we don't demand what what we expected of our representation that's what it's supposed to be representation not yeah. not free and then we have another we have another loophole in our system in which we have granted way too much power and by any amount, I mean, that's too much to like speaker of the house, for example, who can make sweeping decisions. That is, they're not my representative. Oh yeah. They're from committees so, and other things as well. Exactly. The system itself has been, uh, has mutated and has been, uh, 
crafted in a way by people in power to retain said power instead of actually do their job and pass legislation that represents their constituency. And yeah, I, I think like they, for whatever reason, they want to hold on to this issue because they get to hold on because of it, yeah. because it's a solvable issue with legislation. It's a solvable issue. That's kind of where I was with that, Mike. I, I was headed in that direction because with with this whole uh, immigration thing, the illegal immigration thing is uh, I, I realized a while back with this whole Dreamer program. So if anybody doesn't know what a Dreamer is, or, you know, or DACA, it's where somebody was uh, an individual was brought into this country as a child and which, which there's like a, a date to that, you know. And so uh, most of those kids that were brought in are 20s and 30s now. Um, so that's it actually has like a start in a finite ending of how that works. <clears throat> and so I realized very quickly when they were up, people were up in arms about DACA. Uh, and and I, I don't think that there and, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that there is a lot of people against individuals who are brought in this country when there were two uh gaining some kind of citizenship and not being shipped back to we'll say nicaragua where they don't even speak the language and never spent their time there i could i could be wrong yeah but, now but I mean, yeah now no... we're talking about someone that's here that's been here and yeah they they didn't ask to be here and now but they are essentially here right like they're they've right. grown up here in limbo you know yeah they are so, in limbo yeah, because the solution no... send them back to yeah like you said they don't know the they, they may not know the language the call like we're just going to ship back a 14 year old kid to nicaragua yeah. and say like good luck <laughs> but <laughs> yeah that was i agree i like, agree with you at what point are we uh, this is how I knew that that politics wasn't very serious about I illegal immigration or immigration in general is because when they brought up this whole DACA thing, it was a huge thing. Remember with Trump and all that, um, when I I realized I was like, they're never going to get any of this done. Like they they don't actually care. Like this would be the slam dunk. This would have been the slam dunk for Republicans to somehow create a path to citizenship for uh, DACA or dreamers if you want to call them that too this would have been a slam dunk for Republicans, but just they, they just could not bring themselves to even think about something like that and this is this was a slam dunk no way in the world and not just that but now and there's you i don't know if people realize this but you know daca there is no path to citizenship at all as a matter of fact you you can't be like so say some a child comes into this country now with asylum or something they can become citizens uh, and they can become american citizens daca cannot become american citizens because they entered this country illegally there is mm -hmm. no path for them stuck in this weird limbo and nobody gives a shit nobody wants to do anything about it it's it, like i said slam dunk i understand the border problems that we have i have my own ideas of that that are probably more like look like getting more to the base of it and <clears throat> realizing i think you're right I don't think walls are going to do it. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm have no problem with people seeking asylum. True, um, there's no good vetting system. There is no, there's no harsh punishments for coyotes. I mean, there's, there's nothing that's that makes it hard to bring somebody into this country. 
illegally. Yeah. Nothing. I think we have, I think you got two things, right? You've got to deal with the current, you have to take some type of emergent action against what is actually happening on the ground in the moment. We keep every president, every administration keeps coming back to this whole idea of amnesty. And it's they in their minds, I think maybe they're like, oh, we'll just kind of like start fresh, you know? All right, all right, all right, all right. It's gone on long enough. If you're here, you're here, but no more. You know, like this right. whole idea of uh, this fresh start concept that won't work because what allowed what allowed it to happen in the first place is still going unaddressed. So yes, all, all this constant appeal to our emotions of treating other humans with dignity and respect, and I get it, right? Like again, I said at the beginning of this discussion, I don't think that most people coming across have evil intent, but that doesn't mean that it's good for either of us to have this awkward, undefined relationship <laughs> with, it, right. with between nations. Like that's not a good, it's not a good thing for no. a host of reasons, many of which is, are economic, but a lot of them are, are social as well. Like there's, there's problems that come as a result of this. So there is one piece that we need, we need. And I think that with ahead of title 42 being repealed or uh, I, is it being repealed or is it just expiring? I think it's I'm not, expiring. This yeah, I think I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like it was in place for so long and they're not it's it's ending. And I believe that there are National Guard troops, 1500 of them or something being deployed to the border. Yeah, in do. in anticipation of a massive influx once that's not in play because so many people were getting sent back under Title 42. But Another so, dog and pony show. Fifteen hundred troops compared to yeah. what? <laughs> it's compared to ridiculous. four thousand miles of border. Yeah, like I don't. It's, it's not so going you know, to do anything. They're trying to appeal to the independent voter because they know that right wing people are going to be like fifteen hundred troops. You fucking kidding me? You know, I, it's got to be a southern accent, like a deep southern <laughs> accent. And then, uh, but but then liberals are like, see, they're working on it. Like it's none of it's all bullshit, man. It's uh, it's smoke and mirrors. It's this dog and pony show that it isn't even a good one. It's this is absolutely ridiculous, and it shows yeah. this minimal amount of effort that you could possibly take as an administration in your fight against illegal immigration yeah. that you know is a problem for this country, but you don't give a shit because this problem is what gets you reelected on both sides. Yes, that's exact. And that's exactly why I played that clip. Cause I think he's dead on. That's exactly what gets you elected on both sides. You appeal to the extremist view of immigration and ride out for more votes while the real problem gets lost somewhere in between the real solution is lost somewhere in between because neither of those things uh, work. And I am all for proper immigration. It is actually a lack of human concern to have, to have this concept practically or legally of an open border is actually less humane than it is to have a clear orderly process that allows people seeking to come to this country and become mm. citizens uh, or even get work visas or education visas or whatever it is that they're coming here for, whatever opportunities they're seeking. It is actually less humane 
to allow it to happen the way that we are right now. I know that they appeal. The appeal is like who could turn away people hurting or in, impoverished and all that stuff. Like I, I get that there is an emotional appeal to that, right? On one piece, I would say to you, well, why are you living here then? Why aren't you taking your vast amount of wealth and going to, I don't know, the middle of the Sahara and helping people? Like if, if that's, if you're really being humane, stop, stop, stop. There's your um, passion, right? Yeah. Stop, stop pretending. Okay. Let's, let's stop the game. Let's stop the pretentiousness or the, or the feigned, you know, moral superiority, yeah. the white knighting. Stop. Change that. your fucking Facebook profile. Yes. Let's, let, let's change our <laughs> Facebook profile photo to something to make us feel better about ourselves. To AOC when she was at the border <laughs> yeah. crying, crying through the chain in front fence. of nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it, but it's actually worse for everyone to allow what's happening to continue to happen. And what is the solution? Man, we're I think the illegal immigration like isn't none of these issues are individualistic. And that's another thing that happens when it comes to voting season is every issue is treated as though it's in its own silo and not all interconnected, right? They want they want each where do you stand on the issues? And the way that we're voting is we're like, all right, I've got 10 issues that are important to me. Whoever is six out of my 10, that's who gets my vote. And we're missing the underlying ideology that even defines what an issue is. And we, we have to have a, a dominating worldview that we actually are clear about so that we can vote from taking extreme ownership in our own lives and then beginning to actually participate in this amazing God-given opportunity that we have in this country to still to still vote, to still be active, to still uh, proclaim what we believe to be true and to fight for that. And we need to take that seriously. And we well, are reaping the rewards of not taking that seriously. I think that you you say it really well when we talk about voting local politics, how important it is. So what we've done was we have we have dumbed ourselves down so much that we have decided that our future rests on a federal government that was essentially based on minimalistic ideology. Mm -hmm. And we, what, we, what is course, the what is the minimum effective dose of governance that is necessary to make this thrive? That's like really right. the question they were asking, even if they didn't phrase it that way. Like that's that's yeah. how we were framed in is like, listen, we came from tyranny. How, how can we still keep things in? We don't want chaos. We don't want a free for all. Yeah, <laughs> because and. and even more than that, Mike, is that because we vote federally for a you know Senate representatives, U.S. president, <clears throat> uh, we have taken out all thought process on how we how we choose politicians uh, to assist us in like moving forward with communities in our lives. Because had you if you voted more locally those big issues wouldn't even be a factor. Right? We would be like, like, okay, you want to do a millage for this and this, and you want to do this and um, <clears throat> you want to, uh, you need money for whatever reason here. It's not about 
illegal immigration. It's not about abortion. It's about local things. It's about actually being involved in your community, which they don't care about. <clears throat> um, and yeah. so what we've done was we've taken that all out of the, the, the equation. We, are, we don't even want to think about the things that could actually affect our lives on a daily basis. We, we would rather push it and actually just vote. Uh, I mean, clearly it's great advertising you know, on, on the national level, because it, for me, voting in my, my local, for my local politicians is hugely important, my judges and things of that nature. And, uh, and I get mad when I like, sometimes I'll get up and like last time there was like a couple of judges. I'm like, shit, I forgot to fucking look at these fucking judges. And I'm all pissed at myself, you know? Yeah. And I, I wish more people got angry like that. Um, but that's why voting locally is so important. I mean, voting for we we think that uh, abortion and again abortion is hugely important. But I'm like we have decided that our vote only matters when it comes to us versus them on these huge mm -hmm. weird ticket items that have very little effect on our lives, very little. Mm -hmm. But keep them going and bloated and everything else, and I get to pay more taxes because of these bloated events. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, they're, it's all interconnected and. Yeah, extreme ownership, become ungovernable, <laughs> become independent enough, skilled enough, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting couple of years here. <laughs> like we, I think you're right. We, we, we dig in, you know. It's gonna be interesting. I'm not a, I'm not a, a doomsday person. I do, th I do think we're in for some really difficult times in the next couple of years yeah. as a, as a country. And I think that that's either will either keep slipping uh, into into a reshaping of this country into what it uh, a vision that has was nothing like the the founding fathers envisioned, or <laughs> or we're we're in for a lot of work to even recover <laughs> some of that. But in the meantime. I, I really feel like we have a uniparty system going on right now. You look at guys oh, like clearly. Dan, guys like Dan Crenshaw, who gave me hope when he was running, have turned out to be nothing but shills who are, who are doing insider stock trading, you know, uh, at the political level. He's got all these people family. are all these people are coming in and they're coming out. You should not be able to come out ri <laughs> richer, more rich than when than when you went it's into ridiculous. office. And this is why when our Congress originally was filled with what were called statesmen, okay? Mm -hmm. And that means you were a doctor, you were an educator, you were a, a blacksmith, you were a this. And if, yeah. and people in your, in your local community, your area would want you to go represent them. And basically you had to put your life and business on hold. Going to Congress was an act of like public service, right? I'm going because the people in my area believe that I can represent them, right? <laughs> With via taxation, they're getting representation via taxation yep. for us to put our say in there. And I didn't want more than one term. Because I have a business to run. I've got a medical practice to get back to. I've got right. a farm. Like my kids are running my farm while I'm gone. Yeah. I, I need to get back to my life. So they're there to do their, their sort of like civic duty. 
And then the next person would go and they shared that burden. But now we stick these people in Congress and we set it and forget it and keep paying these insane salaries that are way above what the average American makes to sub- yeah. to represent them. And we just let them get away with everything because we're just not involved. We just we're letting it happen. That, you know, it's it's we're not just letting it happen, it's, Mike. It's we crazy. let them vote for their own raises. <clears throat> How does that sense. happen? <laughs> it's crazy, but that's uh, how does any of that even sound real? Like, that actually sounds like a cartoon. That you know what I mean? Like, I so I step one kill people coming in more. illegally at the border. I, I, I <laughs> create, create a policy that allows deadly force at the border. I'll tell you right now. People don't think, I think deterrence are powerful things. You start hanging child molesters in the street. Guess how many child molesters are going to think twice before they diddle a kid? Because fuck them. We'll hang them publicly in, in the town square. Like I'll be there. I'll cheer it on. Guess how, guess how many people would be more reticent to engage in that kind of behavior? Strong responses do curb behavior. That's why law, that's one of the purposes of the law is to curb behavior and it it works it's human nature that's how it works it's not all the, that's not all the law is designed to do but it is one thing that it is designed to do and we have to have a solution to the border but we won't have that solution because the the root the, they don't want to fix the problem right yeah. like so when you when you have cancer you can be aggressive you can even cut body parts off right you can be really aggressive now, does that solve the cancer by cutting a body part off? No, but it may curb it temporarily right. while you deal with the root cause that so you try to address the root issue. But it may save your life to, to have a curbed measure. And I think that we are at the point at the border that we need extreme measures to curb the problem while we deal with the solution. That's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting take. I, It's tough because like there's and I. I, I'm with you. I mean, I think there's there's clearly a problem with immigration, but like in droves, like you have like women and children and things mm-hmm. coming over. It's it makes it difficult because how how do you solve yeah, shoot something the men. like that? Right, you shoot the men. So you think like just mostly like shoot men? Okay, I, yep. you know, I'm I. I'm yep. I'm all for ideas right now. We're we're all spitballing here. Are we not tell, tell me, am I not in a safe place here? <laughs> tell <laughs> tell me, I mean. I'm pretty sure if anybody's being honest, you shoot you shoot the first few. Guess how much words getting back in the old Mexico that this is a problem. It's pretty gonna fast happen fast. Flip phone, baby. It's gonna happen real fast. Yeah, the burner phones that they're getting from Mexican Walmart. Oh, they're gonna be ringing <laughs> big time, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, hey, guess you won't what ha- you won't believe what just happened to Hector." Okay, yeah. uh, we got to move south. It, that's that's <laughs> why it's like have to be a Hector. <laughs> Hector Salamanca. I don't know. Salamanca. <laughs> Ferdinand, <laughs> stop being so anti-Semitic, Mike. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, it's this is a tough one, guys. There's no, there's no. I mean, there is answers, but there's no answers that we're going to come up with anytime. Metallica soon had the answer. Kill the them all. <laughs> we're not the ones in charge. You know? No, we're not. And we're we're, we're just we two non-cops. These same fuckers in. We're two non-cops talking. To cops about non-cop stuff. Being That's all copped. we are. 
after we were not cops. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the problem too is like like you said, there's there's these wolves in sheep clothing that come in in politics, say, Oh, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and then boom, they're right back to you know, everyday politics yeah. as everybody else. Yeah, and the so- whole system is nonsense because <clears throat> even when they do debates. You see it. I see it. Everybody sees it. They, the, the moderators, they ask a question. They get zero, absolutely zero answers across the entire stage. Not a single person answers the question. And then they move on to the next question. It's like, no, man, let me moderate that shit. I would love to moderate a presidential debate on any level because I yeah. would make them answer the, the question. Like, it would only get through one question. That's the problem. It could be a two-hour session. It only get to one question. They they would because no matter how many times, because I have seen some moderators try to get answers and they just keep circling back, if you will. And it is the most frustrating thing. How many times, guys and girls, how many times have we seen moderators actually do a good job, try to stay on point? Ask the toughest, some of the tough questions. I've seen that even in our state debates uh, for governor. But yet in the end, these guys still refuse. And the other person who's involved, meaning the other, the opposing party, won't even call them out on it. Because they're like, oh, good Lord, I'm next. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If I can keep this. Let him talk. Let him talk. You know? It's ridiculous. God, it's such a fucking failure, man. Man, there's a book that I heard about today. That I, I wish I could reference and I, I, I can't find it. I, I just searched and I, I'll have to dig further, but it was oh, about house. It's been around for a long time. Letters That's to the editor. Reason. Yeah. Um, I just, I did send mine in yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I told my prostate exam story. <laughs> we'll see if they publish it. That's so good. <laughs> no, something about like what catalyzed uh, the organization of the French revolution and how like it was related to, you know, our, our time now. It's interesting. Oh like, yeah. I, I heard about it and I thought, man, that sounds like a, it was a biography about the guy who organized <clears throat> the French revolution. So I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah. There's some, I want really so to read that. French but, were uh, huge. In, about, in, in and for, uh, for my Christian friends out there, there is a book that I read that is probably the best book i have read where politics and faith meet probably ever and it's called letter to the church letters letter to the american church it is by a guy named eric metaxas i'm going to type it in in the uh in the chat there eric metaxas he is a dietrich bonhoeffer scholar like that's his he's not even a theologian he's not a pastor he's a christian dude that studied Dietrich Bonhoeffer and what he found in studying his life is a similarity between how the church reacted to the Nazi party and Hitler in the 1930s and where we are at in our American culture now. And if you don't think that we are less than 10 years away right now from Christians being put in internment camps, you better fucking wake up because it happened fast in Germany, and it could happen, does happen fast here. So I'm telling you right now, read that book, take action. We got to take individual responsibility. We need to be actively involved in our civic organizations, our local church congregations. We need to become ungovernable. We need to say no. We need to vote differently, and we need to be active in this. Or we can all talk about the good old days uh, in our bunks in the camps. 
And I, I, I said, I, you think I, I know that sounds wild, but it sounded wild to the Germans in 1932 as well. <laughs> right. Ooh, hold on a second. We got this. I don't know what this guy's trying to say here as a combat veteran. Anyone who talks about firing on civilians usually can't do it in a cowards. I've seen this firsthand. Those who talk can't. I don't know what that, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I think maybe he's talking about like <clears throat> shooting people at the border or something like that. Like uh, well, maybe like people would not emotionally be able to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. They I don't. guess. Yeah. So, so no. I don't know. Take a survey. So, tell people to sign up for it. Make a volunteer. I don't know. <laughs> it's never going <laughs> to well, happen. So it doesn't no. matter what I say. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but why would you know, we defend it, our country? Why would we defend our borders with force? It gives I don't shit know. about a country? <laughs> I I think it's interesting you bring up the this whole Christian kind of like thing that you you're like as far as endearing like in term of camps and stuff like that well, yeah i'm a christian nationalist that's a whole other conversation but, but i what it's i was just reading a couple things the other day about how <laughs> they're trying to push a, a different currency um they're like i know that china and uh parts of africa are trying to more or less disable the American dollar even more, devalue it even more by creating a cur currency that are are traded among certain countries. Uh, and I was reading articles from different, like there's uh, some, let's see, where, God dang it. I, I had literally been a, about a, like three weeks, so I, I just got rid of these articles and I started looking up and I was finding a bunch of different articles. They're not local articles. These are from different countries that are pulling in being like, yeah, let's let's do this because this is ridiculous. Like, America as a power is, I mean, we're, we've we've already seen that dwindle, right? Like, that's not something that we're making up. But the you know, our dollar isn't worth near what it used to be. No, so it's plummeting. When, as as we lose power uh, globally, there's going to be a lot of scrambling someday, and so you know. What you're saying, I, I don't know if it's 10 years. I, I don't know. But I certainly don't think that you're wrong. Uh, I, I think maybe it might take a little bit longer, but maybe not. I mean, it is what it is. So, But it's it's it, there's so much to factor in with that. Like, you, you're not just saying that to say it. There's other things happening that, that yeah. could truly connect all of that. And they hide this stuff. They don't put it in. You can't just read it in normal news. I had to go to like the Kenya Times here, and then <laughs> there was another Middle Eastern Ken, one that I was looking Kenya, at. So like, I don't know if it was the Kenyan Times, but I think it was Kenya. The, Ken, the Kenyan president was actually talking about it, and there was some Ar Ar Arabian prince or some shit that was like Arabian talking Arabian like, like Arabian Day. But like it's it's happening, you know. So, but hey, you know, let's just keep closing our eyes, man. Let's just let's just keep fighting amongst ourselves, you know. Because, damn it, I'm a conservative, and you know, screw the left, man. You know, anything they want, I don't want. I don't care, you know. And the same for the other side, you know. They hate me, you know. It's all yeah. bullshit, all of it. Uh, I'm gonna Ferdinand Porsche in the chats. Thank you for being here, by the way. Mike, I too was once an ardent constitutional conservative. I did. I have never claimed that title, so I'm not sure. You put that in quotes, a constitutional conservative. Uh, I, I could I see never, how you you would be mistaken I, for one. I've, I've never claimed that title I that I know of. I'm advocating for, I said in the, here's my quote. Uh, wait, how come I didn't show mine? 
There it is. I'm advocating for constitutional republic based on Christian values. I, I literally said that, and you got out of that, that I said I'm a constitutional conservative, which means you're inserting your own assumptions and not listening to what I'm saying. That only worked when we were a majority white European non-Semitic infiltrated country. We are still a majority white European country. If you don't think that we are not a majority white European uh, derived country, yeah, we are. You're you're retarded. You still. said you said you're absolutely you said your 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 question about being retarded, your statement about being retarded if you confuse socialism and communism or can't distinguish them. You are the retarded one if you think that we are not a majority white country that's derived from Europe. That's stupid to say because it's ignorant on its face. It's it's you could say two plus two equals seven all day long. It doesn't. So I can't take you seriously. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a right wing anything. I'm not a registered Republican. I, I'm a Christian nationalist. Neither am I. I just I just told you, Ferdinand, what I am. I'm a Christian nationalist. So don't call me something that I'm literally saying the opposite of. Anyway, I'm an, I'm done with for only like 60 percent nowadays. Right. And that's called a majority dumbass. Yeah, that, I'm done with you. that would I'm done technically with you. be called. <laughs> I can't believe he just he just he just he just, <laughs> he just admitted to being wrong. You dummy. Oh, my God. He just made don't my, come. My don't come at me, Ferdinand. You're not you're no longer worthy of my time because you have like wait, wait, proven wait. yourself yeah, wrong three times in a row. Majority, but not for long. Yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> if you think we're a majority white, you're crazy. We are a majority white. Well, only like the majority, though. You dummy. You know what? All right. Thank you, Ferdinand. You gave me a good laugh today, man. And yeah, I thanks, am retarded. Ferdinand. So and Mike is half retarded. So I on on most days. I don't have time on the show to edu educate you on why communism is just a form of socialism. I don't even have time to start. Oh my god. But you might start with a history yeah. book. Anyway. That was amazing. That put, right. that put a smile on my face. I'm happy. It is. What, happy a, what a good that. thing. So do we do we go a little bit uh longer like she would want? Or are we cutting it short? <laughs> that's that's up. You know, we should probably just cut it short. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't feel like we need to get into another discussion, uh, which we will always do. Because I, I have a ton of great articles. Because I was okay. actually going to talk about the, the mass evacuation of Sudan uh, by like our u.s contingent um <clears throat> there's a lot going on in this world right now and i think people have no idea uh man it's 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 burning out there guys it is burning hot out there and and we we just want to focus on our own I little think you, viewpoint of the world i think you brought up a really good point of looking to other nations for news information Dude, you have <laughs> to. It's the best. We're, we're being propagandized here. So yes. how do you how do you get a per, gain some perspective on what's going on in the world by looking at other sources in the world? I will tell you. Yep. This is bonus points, guys. A country to watch and admire right now. Poland. Okay. Poland. Watch yes. Poland. Watch what they say. Watch what Poland is doing. Here's why. Mm -hmm. Poland has been through this. <laughs> Poland has been through occupation. Poland has been communized before. And Poland yep. didn't like it. Poland 
now does everything that they can to stop it. They do. There is they no have, doubt. They have a much longer memory than we do, and they are effective. Yeah. God. It, so yeah. Oh make God. sure that you're paying attention elsewhere as, as well and learn. Uh, I'm telling you guys, that book rocked my world. Letters, or I'm sorry, Letter to the American Church by Eric Metaxas. Uh, I don't know what it costs. I don't, it's not sponsored. He didn't, I don't know the guy. I'm just telling you that book is good. Um, yeah, I've been Jay, man. I feel sorry for you. Quite honestly, when title 42 ends, I went Border to States, uh, man. Holy a few crap, years ago, I went to Alamogordo, New Mexico and spoke at an event, which by the way, I still hold this to be true. And I've been to a lot of places in the world. I found Alamogordo, New Mexico to be one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. I absolutely loved it there. It was amazingly beautiful, diverse uh, landscape scenery. I loved it, but I had to drive past El Paso on the way. And holy cow. <laughs> holy hell. Dude. And then I met with some cops that are in El Paso work that border area. It's a nightmare on the other, on, on both sides of the border. It's a, it's a nightmare. So uh, Jay, whatever your role is, uh, he says he's infantry. Yeah, man, God bless you. Uh, and that's right, work, brother working, working along, uh, br Bravo 11. What, what is it? What, what I was 11 Bravo, Mike. I don't 11 even know. Bravo, if that, that's it. I don't even know if that's a classifier anymore. I don't even know. What's if your I MOS? Got rid of it. It's too mad. Too mad. You manly. can steal my valor anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, yeah, El Paso. Um, I, I asked as we were passing, I, I landed in El Paso, got in the car, we started driving, and I was like, what's all the fire that's coming up? All the smoke. And they're like, oh, that's just like these makeshift villages that just burn tires for heat. <laughs> like, it's nasty. What is it's it? Nasty is over is there. it Sudan? Juarez. Lord. Right? Like, wild nastiness. And it, and it impacts, obviously, both sides of that it's like immediate Black Hawk Down. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like a Black Hawk Down there every Good day. Good Lord. Um, so, yeah, crazy. All right. Well, man, that, that turned out to be, I don't know, interesting. Maybe yeah. I found it interesting. But I'm biased because it's but we're interesting people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, we'll wrap this up. Seth. There's a the lot Polish of guys, discussion. The Polish guys I know are all brilliant and based. They're all taught five languages in school and taught real history. So they never forget. Yeah, man. Um, I have a friend of mine that owns a business. Uh, we were actually he, he actually employed me for a little while back in like uh, 2017, 2018. And he now has offices in Poland and in the United States, he says that life in Poland. So he, he splits his time there. So he lives half and half. Right. And he says like, when he goes to Poland, obviously there's like modern technology, but culturally it's like living in the 1950s. That's, that's how it feels culturally. And then of course, yes, everybody that's under the age of 40, like speaks fluent English. Right. So like yeah. English is a predominant language there for the younger generation. They're all taught it like from childhood. So Polish is is very common. It's the it's the main language there. But, you know, you can you can go and function in Poland. It's uh, it is it is currently on uh, 
Mrs. Mike the Cops and I's bucket list of to take a trip. If we're going to go to Europe, we're there's a lot I would love to I, I would like to think that I want to go to England, Ireland, Scotland and kind of like do the little trifecta there, go to the UK, be cool. I've been to Spain before. Uh, I've heard nothing but bad things about Italy looking great and smelling really bad though. So I'm not, I've I don't heard know. good things about Italy. I want to go to Italy just so My, I can laugh. Josiah and, a, Josiah and his wife more. are going in September. <laughs> They're going to Italy. So I'll, I'll get, oh, are first. they? Yeah. Italy. I'll get a, I'll get a, a little account on that, but I actually thought, man, you know, I would like to go to Poland. Uh, there's a ton of history there. Uh, yeah. tons of cool, cool things to see. And, the language isn't a super easy one, but I'll try to get some basics down and head over there. <laughs> I mean, they don't speak freedom. Paul like W. And the women's the are hot. That's right. That's why I'm going to have a orgy of Polish women while I'm over there, too. Yeah. I remember you you were going to do that. On the list, man. <laughs> I've always said, I've always said, if I could you do one thing before that. I die, it's an orgy in Poland. <laughs> Women only, a, guys. A don't Polish get excited. Orgy, <laughs> like they're All, known yeah. for the orgies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Nothing like a Polish orgy with uh, dessert pierogies at the end. Nothing like it. I can imagine anyway. <laughs> it's so dumb. I have no idea. I love our oh show. I love hanging out. Thank you for hanging out with us, guys. And yeah, there was a lot of great discussion on the sidebars. Like a ton of of great discussion. So good yeah, stuff. Thank you for engaging in the chat. And if you only listen, guys, you're missing out. To go to the Mike the Cop YouTube channel. Off the Cuff Show is there. Normally, we're live on Wednesday nights. Next week, we have a guest. Tom DeBlas is going to come on. Uh, he is a grappling legend, I guess, is a, is a probably a, a decent word to use for him, but he's certainly a well-known in the grappling community. He wrote a book, um, How We Bear It, or how you bear it, I think. I'll get the title right before next week. I have read the book, by the way. Uh, he talks about overcoming abuse as a child um, and how that kind of shaped him and his life now and what he's doing with like anti-bullying stuff and all kinds of things. So it'll be a fun discussion and that's the plan for next week. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Cool. Good stuff, guys. All right. We Thanks solved so illegal immigration tonight, so you're welcome. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs>